Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can reach us by email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. When the children of Israel were in bondage, they cried out, and Jehovah God heard their cry and rescued them. When they were hungry, he heard their cry and sent them manna, bread from heaven. Exodus 17 shows us the story of God providing another necessity of life, water to sustain and satisfy. Stay with us today as we enjoy another marvelous view of our Savior God taking care of His people on this Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. We return to Moses today and the children of Israel, this time murmuring to God and to Moses because of their thirst. Once again with us for another of these enlightening and very enjoyable programs, Matt Miller. Good to have you back, Matt. It's good to be here, Chris, and particularly for this program on the water flowing out of the rock, which is a picture of Christ being smitten by the law of God. I think the listeners are really in for a special portion today. Yeah, this has always been one of my favorite uh, stretches in Exodus. You know, there's so many stories and so many uh, lines that can be developed and a lot of things that people heard when they were in Sunday school as kids but are being opened up so richly in this life study. I can't think of many that get a, a richer treatment than this matter of the rock and being smitten so the water could flow out. It's like the uh, saying, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. And the New Testament uses this picture. And 1 Corinthians 10 actually says, the rock was Christ. Well, let's look at a few verses just to, I think, set a good background for our program today. This is from Exodus 17, the first six verses. And all the assembly of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness, and there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said to them, Why are you contending with me? Why do you test Jehovah? So the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, For what reason did you bring us up out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to Jehovah, saying, What shall I do with this people? A little more, and they will stone me. And Jehovah said to Moses, Pass on before the people, and take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand your staff, with which you struck the river, and go. And I will be standing before you there upon the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. And Moses did so, 
in the sight of the elders of Israel. All right, let's find out about this wonderful picture, Matt. Here's Witness Lee. You have these two chapters, chapter 16 and 17. In 16, we have a clear picture concerning manna. Right after 16, we have the story of the living water that came out of the riven rock. I believe that all these events were arranged sovereignly of the Lord. Now, you also have to believe, even in geography, the rock was already created and prepared by God in his creation for making such a picture. As we have seen that uh, the Red Sea was created and prepared by God as a kind of baptistry to the children of Israel. Now here is a rock to typify Christ. In the whole Bible, you could see this picture. Right after man's creation, God brought man to the tree of life, which was good for food. That was manna. Then Genesis 2 says, there was a river flowing. There you have the tree of life signifying the very manna, and you have also the river flowing, signifying the living water for quenching. Then to the end of the Bible, you have the same thing, but the water first, then the tree of life. When we heard the gospel, we first heard the word, that is manna. Then the spirit, the river, comes to follow. Then after being saved, the flowing river all the time carries manna, the word to us. First manna, then the water. Then in the continuation of your salvation, it is water always first, then the word comes. So here you have to admire a defect right after the eating of manna. They came to a place which was very good for them to experience the living water. All these are not accidents. All these are events happened under God's sovereign arrangement to give us a proper and accurate and complete picture of God's full salvation. Well, Matt, once again, this life study uh, treatment of Exodus is bringing us to pictures that, that open up what is our real experience of Christ, we as New Testament believers, not the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness. Here, even the manna and the water coming out of the rock and their order is significant related to our experience, isn't it? It is, Chris, and I think uh, we want to underscore this a little bit. We don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but the fact that this is for our spiritual experience is important. Uh, you, you referred that these stories that happen in the Old Testament are not just 
stories for the children of Israel. They're for us. Right. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says that clearly as these happened to them for us. And so this is a picture of our spiritual experience. And the, the point that Witness Lee was just making that we want to repeat here is that in our experience, the word comes to us first. And that word brings faith into us. And right. then right. second comes the drinking of the spirit. Right. But then as our spiritual experience goes on, we need to drink the spirit. That's why the Bible ends in Revelation chapter 22, mentioning the, the river of water of life first before it mentions the tree of life. So you have a reverse order there. And, and this is a picture of spiritual experience. So in our spiritual experience, we receive the word first, but then it, as we go on, we need the spirit all the time. And so we want to stress that this is a life study. And we hope that our listeners will experience the Lord's life. They'll enjoy him, drink him as the living water. Their heart will be drawn to love him more. This is what experience, spiritual experience is hopefully bringing you into. Yeah, that is the, there's no doubt it. The ministry of Living Stream, which really publishes the writings of these two, uh, you know, genuine men of God, both of whom in their life's work and ministry focused so much on the matter of the experience of Christ as life. So this is not a study like many others, as you just pointed out, that may be focusing more on history or on doctrinal development. Of course, all those things are important, and they're touched definitely from time to time in these life study programs. But the real heart and emphasis is to bring us to experience the Lord, isn't it? It is, Chris. And the experience, whether it's in our initial stage of the Word coming first, right. in ushering in more of the Spirit, or drinking the Lord as the Spirit first as the river of water of life, and then getting more into the Word in a solid way later. We need both. We need more experience of Christ. All right, let's stay with the children of Israel. Um, they're about to come to this rock, and even the way they got there is significant. Now, I would point out to our listeners that uh, in Exodus, we're going to see it was the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that led the children of Israel. And Witness Lee's pronunciation of pillar is maybe a bit difficult, but I think now that we pointed it out, you'll catch it. The pillar is significant. Here's Witness Lee. Now we have to worship God, how sovereign he was. And you have to pay your attention to verse 1 of Exodus 17. It says, they journeyed according to the commandment of Jehovah. They journeyed according to the commandment of Jehovah. The commandment here, no doubt, is the pillar of the cloud in the day and the pillar of fire in the night. And we know that pillar of cloud and of fire was just the Lord himself leading the way. There's no need for God to come in uh, to tell them whether the children of Israel should uh, journey or should camp in all according to the pillar. When the pillar moved, the journey. When the pillar stayed, they camped. They just followed the pillar. And the pillar led them to this place purposely to a dry place without water, but with a big piece of rock. The pillar led them there in order to have them to experience the Lord's salvation in full. 
you have to remember thus far they have experienced in Egypt God's almighty power. God did ten miracles to cause plagues after plagues to the Egyptians. All Israel saw that. Then they experienced the Passover. And thirdly, they experienced the Exodus to get out of the tyranny of Pharaoh. And then fourthly, they experienced the crossing of the Red Sea. Then fifthly, they experienced the bitter water changed into sweet water. Then sixthly, they experienced Elim. Then in chapter 16, they experienced manna. Just within about two months, they had the seven basic experiences. And you have to check, don't think you didn't have. You also had all these experiences you had already. Now, after the experience of manna, they Peter brought them to a place to experience Christ as your living water. Drinking is more crucial to us than eating. In this sense, this living water that flows out of the cleft rock is more crucial than manna. The Bible presents us firstly the eating, then the drinking. You have to realize eating needs drinking for digestion. Even today it is the same. Even you heard the gospel and you received the word of the gospel. If the spirit didn't come, there could never have been any kind of digestion of the word. Not only so. In manna, we couldn't see the death of Christ so clearly. Now, in this picture of the living water, you have a giant rock. And you have Moses with the rod to smite the rock. I tell you, this is a clear and complete and a full picture of Christ's crucifixion. Boy, Matt, there's a lot here in this uh, in this portion. Uh, one thing I noticed uh, listening just now, these uh, few chapters here in uh, the fairly early part of Exodus with all of these events happening to the children of Israel are really kind of a roadmap of our own experience with the Lord. Absolutely, Chris. I was, I was enjoying that also. These seven outstanding experiences prior to Exodus chapter 17, where we are today, starting with the ten miraculous divine interventions of God dealing with Pharaoh. This was the first great experience. And then the second one was the Passover, where God passed over. Of course, we've covered all these in great detail, but we just want to review them briefly here. This is our experience. We have all, as Christians, experienced the Passover and the divine intervention in our lives to bring us to the point where we are. The Lord is really leading us. It says, Witness Lee said, there's a pillar leading. They didn't come to this rock by mistake. They, they came through the Lord's leading. And then the third experience was 
miraculously the parting of the Red Sea and an exodus from Egypt. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. And then they went to the wilderness and the, the bitter water was turned sweet at Merah. And then you have Elam, the 70 palm trees and the 12 springs. And then eventually you come to the manna in Exodus 16. And finally, here we are in Exodus 17. It's like you said, it's a roadmap of our experience. The Lord wants us to experience him in all these ways. He wants us to know him as manna. That was our last chapter. And today we see how much he wants us to know him as the living water. Because actually, water is more important than food. We really right, depend on right. water more than anything. Yeah, you'll die quicker without water than without food. Before we go on to the third section today, I want to uh, linger here for a moment. Yeah, let me read verse 6 again, man, if I could. It says, And I will be standing there before you upon the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. This striking of the rock causes the water to flow. You cannot help but link that to the Gospel of John, chapter 19, where the Lord is there on the cross and the soldier comes with a spear and pierces his side and out come these two elements necessary for life. Of course, the blood there is for our redemption, but it brought forth the water, didn't it? Talk a little bit about this striking of the rock. I think it's very significant. I agree, Chris. That's John nineteen thirty four, where it talks about the soldier pierced his side and out came blood and water. Clear picture of in, in detail of the rock as described in 1 Corinthians 10 being Christ and water flowing out from the rock, right. and the rock was smitten. It's, it's a clear picture that Christ was smitten. So what was he smitten with? He was smitten with Moses's rod. So Moses is a picture of the law. He represents the law in the Bible, and the law was given through Moses. Right. So, so when Moses struck the rock, that's a picture of the law striking Christ. So when Christ was on the cross, the first three hours he was judged by man. But at the end of the first three hours, the veil was riven from the top to the bottom. And then there was all kinds of events indicating that the second three hours he was judged by God. So you have man judging him in the first three hours. And in the second three hours, he's judged by God for our sins. And the rod typifies the authority of the law. So the law striking Christ is really him passing all the tests. The guiltless one died for us, the guilty. Hmm. Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. And that wonderful old hymn talks about the double cure of the blood and water that flowed forth from him, the blood for our redemption. But the water, the water of life there. And I think too often we believers focus perhaps uh, very much on the blood flowing out, but maybe not enough on the water flowing out. All right, man, let's join Witness Lee for our final portion today. The whole Bible tells us our God is our rock. The rock is, number one, a begetting rock. Because Deuteronomy 32, 18 says, our rock beget us. Our rock is our father. This is the begetting rock. A rock full of life. Then some of the verses tell us that this rock is the rock of refuge. Isaiah 32 verse 2. They tell us this rock, a great rock, is in the weary land. 
and you could rest under this rock, and you could get your refreshment. This is our God. Now, this rock was there waiting for God's people in a dry place, ready to be smitten for God's people, to throw out the living water, which was just God himself. This flowing water is just the Spirit. You have to read John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, where the Lord Jesus cried, Whosoever is thirsty, come to me and drink. Out of his belly, out of his innermost heart, will rivers flow. And the word of the Lord denotes that all the ones who believe in him will drink of the Spirit. But at that time, the Spirit was not yet. If you go on from John 7 to John 19, we are told that when he was crucified, he was pierced at his side. Then what came out? The blood and water flew out of his side. Then 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that the children of Israel, they all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink that was out of the rock. And Paul was both tell us that rock was not only living, but also following. That was a walking rock. When the children of Israel journeyed, that rock journeyed. Because Paul told us that rock followed them. There is such a rock that walks along with us. And this rock followed all the way, 38 years, from Harup to Kadesh. This rock gives us a clear picture how he was God. He was our Father. He was our salvation. He was our refuge. He was our rest. He was our refreshment. He was everything to us. And how he came to this earth at a certain place waiting for us. And at that place, he was smitten by God's law with its power and authority. Then, after being smitten, he was cleft and the living water flew out of him. And this living water just became the issue of the triune God, which is called by the Bible, the Spirit. This is the full explanation and interpretation of the Bible itself. Man, I have to think this is a classic uh, in this long series of life studies. We're seeing bit by bit, like pieces of a magical, gigantic puzzle, but they're just being carefully assembled by a real craftsman that is portraying uh, Christ to us, and even the whole of the triune God in, in seeing the rock through just a few of these hundred or more verses he referred to. It's, it's, it's an extraordinary privilege to have this kind of ministry, I feel. I have to just offer that. Amen, Chris. <laughs> Let I, you respond. I agree. <laughs> That's a wonderful jigsaw puzzle, and I appreciate 
the pieces being put together and forming such a beautiful view before our eyes. I hope our listeners are getting the view yeah. that God the Father spoke to Moses and Moses struck the rock. That's a picture of Christ, the one smitten on the cross. And the Spirit flowed out as the living water. This is a picture of God as the living water reaching us as the Spirit. What a wonderful picture. And and it says the rock followed them. Yeah. We have to believe the Bible. If you study through the Bible the different places the rock, at one time it was in the south, one time it's in the north, it's not always in the same place. It's actually a walking rock. Yeah. It's a moving rock. That's why Paul says the rock that followed them was, was Christ. Christ. Right. So this is a, an amazing picture, and it's for us today. It's not just a history. Christ is following us, and he wants us to drink him. The word to Moses was, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock in Numbers 20. Right. We as believers, we need to speak to the rock. I hope that all of our listeners today, after they hear this word, they will speak to the crucified Christ by calling on his name, by praying, by talking to the Lord. The more we talk to him in a simple way as we're driving down the road, as we're alone, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm thirsty. Lord, I have this need. Lord, I have a problem. Lord, Lord, this is how we get the water. Matt, in, in our initial experience, we, like the children of Israel, are led to the place where the rock is and God is waiting there for us. And that's normally our first experience with the living water. But on our journey, after we're born again, many times we become parched. Many times that thirst is uh, maybe overwhelming us. And I was really touched in a fresh way to realize that from the verse you quoted the portion in 1 Corinthians 10.4, where Paul tells the people of God, the rock that followed them was Christ. Actually, when we're oftentimes the most thirsty and the most desperate, maybe we just need to look over our shoulder. He's been there all along, and if we speak to the rock in that context, guess what? Outflows living water. You know, Chris, more than a hundred references in the Bible to the rock. He's the rock of salvation, right. the rock of refuge. There's a rock that does a lot of things for us. He's our rock of salvation. Mm. Oh my, we don't have time to get into it because our time's up, but my goodness, what a wonderful rock. We're going to be actually uh, dwelling on these passages in uh, Exodus 17 for a few programs, so we hope all of our listeners will join us again. Matt, I've sure enjoyed having you here to share the time today. Thanks for letting me, Chris. You're more than welcome. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us 
radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.